Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. So welcome to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I am lucky enough to be sitting in my beautiful mountains home at the moment, who the gentleman opposite me actually designed and built a lot of. Correct. And that gentleman is my dad. Now, my dad is the reason I first got into boating. So I kind of figured it makes sense that we had a chat with him so you can understand how I got into into the world of boating. So my dad, Derek Russell, welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. Thank you, my darling daughter. I'm <laughs> delighted to be here. He said to me before we started this podcast, can I call you my darling daughter? I said, well, you can call me, yeah, whatever you like. <laughs> this could get very interesting. <laughs> I hope it don't bring it. It doesn't bring any too many tears either. <laughs> That's true. It should be all good times. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> tears of joy. Yes, for sure. of course. But, so, Dad, how did we first get into boating? Well, it's a story that is, I guess, quite unique in a way, because it stemmed from my occupation as an architect taking up a position with a company called the John Lewis Partnership. People may know the John Lewis department store in Oxford Street in London and uh, very other, many other um, cities in the country where they established themselves as a upper level uh, shopping experience with a unique um, never knowingly undersold so that they offered the best but it was at a reasonable cost. It was the partnership was founded by John Speedon Lewis back in 1900 and something, who was a philanthropist in terms of treating his employees as more as equals. So hence the partnership. We were all partners, and one of the major things about that was we had a bonus every year because he believed that if we were successful, we would share the profits. And often every year, uh, the bonus was around about 13 to 16% of one's salary. Wow. And so that was a significant amount of money. Mm. But it was very cleverly worked out because you got discount in the department store and you got discount in the food shops, Waitrose. Mm-hmm. Oh, and therefore, Waitrose. <laughs> I love Waitrose. Therefore, 
every school holiday, we would go to the Oxford Street store and buy kids' school shoes and clothing and all the uh, washing powder that we wanted for the next six months. We did, didn't we? And I used to remember, because they had this brilliant system, didn't they, where you went round the store and you bought everything you wanted and then they sent it down to a central collection area, oh, that, didn't they? Yeah, well right. above their time. Uh, I mean, indeed. lots of people do that, but that, that was, you know, that was a very, very clever system because we just bought loads because we didn't have to carry it. Indeed. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so... And a feature of that was going for lunch, was having, I think, spaghetti was the, cho- oh, yes. was the choice, wasn't yes, it? spaghetti bolognese in the John Lewis canteen, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, remember it well. Anyway, I joined the uh, the Waitrose supermarket team. Um, I was one of their principal designers, and we were designing and building supermarkets throughout the country. But as part of also of their philosophy in terms of staffing, they also developed holiday places, opportunities for people to more spend their bonus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But at the same time, it was looking after uh, staff that would, you know, uh, it would create loyalty more than anything else. And one of the things I used to smile at was you'd walk into a room and and you'd turn the light on and the light switch have a label on it says turn the light off when you go because you're burning my bonus love it (laughs) (laughs) anyway one of the places that we um found out about after we started because we started going there it was a ballot you had to fill in your name for, for because there were a lot of people employed in the partnership and the, the opportunity to go to Brown Sea and stay at the castle yeah. was uh, was very limited. Yes. So uh, it was a ballot to fill in your name, and if you were if you were chosen, lucky enough to go, then it it was great because when we first went there, Brown Sea Island, that was where Baden Powell started his. Um, his first camp, so scouts. it was. Yeah, it was in um, Brown. It was in um, the harbour, Pool Harbour, uh, South England, South uh, West England, and it was almost as big as Sydney Harbour. Um, Brown it's the Island, largest harbour in the world, I think, isn't it? Uh, uh, then, yeah, yeah, it was then. Yeah, and this castle had been built uh, some hundreds of years ago, and then developed to more developed. And it was became uh, a hotel, and it was only through the partnership putting money into it, because it was uh, the island was then owned by the National Trust. Yep. And the castle needed repairs; it was in a poor state. The partnership said, "We'll we'll do all the work at our cost if we can use it for our staff." And they, they, being a department store, they had all the wonderful materials. Oh, best furnishings ever. Lovely curtains and carpets. Yeah. And, and uh, it, was, it became a, a really five-star type of hotel, yeah. which didn't cost very much money to go and stay at. And, of course, you paid for it with your bonus. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to, just to give you a bit more image of this place, um, folks, because I, I know it's hard to give a visual... In an audio state, but 
It is literally a castle on an island. And as a kid, to actually get to stay there was, I, I will never forget, there was this, um, there's this wooden gate that used to go through from the National Trust area oh, the private to part. the John Lewis yes. area. And it had this little open door and over the top of it, it said, John Lewis Partners Only. <laughs> and um, and I used to love going through that door, all those other people that couldn't go through that door and we could go through that door. That was, as a kid, that was super exciting. Well, we actually had to wait until a boatload of people arrived so that we could show that we were going through the door. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was so good. <laughs> yeah. And it, anyway, the this this building which was was magnificent, lovely high ceilings, big rooms, stone walls, um mullion windows. Wonderful terrace oh. out on the front, stone yeah. flagged terrace, uh which looked out over the uh entry into the harbor. Yes. Fascinating um, view. Most yeah. fascinating view. And of course, activity all the time, yeah. including the the ferry yeah. went across from one point to the other. Yeah. So you could get from Sandbanks to, to where does it get go to? to Weymouth yeah. that way. Yeah. And uh, the truck liner would come through now and again. The truck liner that took trucks and cars from Poole to Sherbrooke. Yep. Maybe three or four times a week. Enormous, great ship that would even the ferry had to stop for. So one would sit on the terrace, you'd have your morning coffee. Um, we were catered for for every meal. <laughs> Certainly were. We used to put on a few good few kilos every Certainly week. We did. stayed there, didn't we? That's right. <laughs> and a gong for every meal time. Oh, yes. yes. A gong, yes. It's dinner time. And we always used to dress majorly oh, yeah. for dinner. Oh, yes. Like what? we had to take a new outfit for every dinner. So when we... Went for 14 days, because in those days you could. Now they can't. They they get like three days if they're lucky because there's so many people working for the partnership. But in those days we'd get two weeks and we'd literally take an outfit for each evening plus all the stuff we wore during the day. So the suitcases were, and you managed to get them in the car every time. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> With three young ladies, of course. Exactly. It was a bit of a challenge. <laughs> I'm calling mum a young lady, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> so our island um, had a, you could only get there by boat. And therefore we had to time our journey from home to get in time to get to the 12 o'clock boat. Otherwise you wouldn't, you'd have to wait until two o'clock or something. And then load all the luggage on and, and uh, everyone would, would be waiting on Pool Harbour and, with all our suitcases, maybe it took about 20 people mm. on Castello, which was the boat. Little Castello. She's only a little 33-footer. Yeah. Mm. Castello was run by John Herbert, and he was the main boatman, and he was previously a National 14 sailing champion. Oh, was he? Because he's still sailing, you know. Yes, he's in yeah. his 80s, 80s yeah. and he's still taking boats from Pool Harbour down to Cornwall. Dave okay. tells me. Yeah. 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 Yes, I'm, I'm a Facebook friend with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, we went over on our, the, the first time we ever went there, we never knew all of these things. It was, 
it was just another place to go on holiday as far as we were concerned, but a unique opportunity because what it was, you had no traffic. There were you no know, cars there. You could the kids could run everywhere. Yeah, I loved we that. We played cricket. There was um, rounders. Yeah, there was um, pa- um, a croquet. A croquet. Croquet, darling. Yes, we could played uh, croquet. Yeah. So uh, and of course the beaches were private. Pr- signs were private. Nobody could land. Mm. So it was exclusive in terms of. And then we suddenly realised that. This is a really unique opportunity. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think we went there for the next seven or eight years, mm. every it year. It like the whole of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was in your formative years, mm. together with your sister, mm. younger sister, Stephanie. Um, and having been there the first time, and we've been there for a fortnight, uh, and, and the other funny thing was there that the, the 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 staff mainly came from the stores. Yes, they were given the opportunity to volunteer. They did the season, didn't they? Because they opened, I think they opened about Easter. Yes, and then yes. closed in like end of September, early October, something like that, didn't they? Yes, yeah. that's right. So it was a you know limited time mm. even then. Mm. But of course, English weather being what it is. That was the only time really to go down and have a beach holiday. Yeah, but because of the rough weather in winter, you you couldn't oh, yeah. get the guests across yeah. in the boat. But I do I do believe they're open longer now. But um, but yeah, it's a bit cool and rough it in can the harbour. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you lived there, and we came to know people who lived there that they had to go to school and things like that, they mm. were dependent on getting across on that boat. Yeah, and of course it was National Trust, so there were visitors from National Trust. Um, that uh, uh, we were we were kind of guarded from. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we felt very very exclusive, didn't yes. we? <laughs> <laughs> we did venture across into the um, National Trust shop now and again to get an ice cream or something. Oh, that know? used to be a great shop. It's not now, but it used to be an amazing shop. Yeah. Yes, mm. yeah, and there were. On the island, there were red squirrels, red squirrels and uh, deer roaming around. Yeah. Lovely walks. Yes. Um, so uh, just an idyllic place to be. Yeah. So how did the sailing come about? Well, the next year we went. Uh, I we'd got to know people there. Got to know John Herbert, and I always had a talk with him whenever we got on the boat and taking the people and the luggage across, and I'd have a. To, Talk with him, and then on the beach, uh, they had a couple of lasers and a couple of dinghies. And sitting on the terrace, you couldn't help but get sucked in. Mm. It was a marine environment that was so persuasive in 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 your thoughts, if mm. you like, mm. because it was before your eyes all the time. Mm. And uh, I suppose my heart was towards the sea anyway and I was talking to John one day and he said um, why don't you why don't you come out with me we'll I'll, I'll teach you how to sail mm. so I said well that's an opportunity I couldn't miss national mm. 14 champion absolutely you know. so we got this uh, got this thinker built yacht out uh, maybe a 12 foot and um, off we went and he was talking to me and showing me 
the ropes, as it were. You yeah, know, you've got to learn the ropes, yeah. which are really the sheets. Of course. <laughs> one, <laughs> and the one, painter at the front. <laughs> <laughs> one gets to know. Anyway, we went out from the from uh, the, the the harbour itself out into the sea, through past the getting past the ferries, which were going backwards and forwards, <laughs> and then out into the sea, and then you got the waves building up. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know, the <laughs> swings from side to side sort of thing and the sails up and we're going along. But looking around, it was a wonderful day and I thought, you know, oh, this is lovely. And the lap, lap, lap of the sea on the hull of the boat. And um, I said, um, how long are we going out for, John? And he said, oh, let's do an hour or so and get you into the, you know, learning how to do it all. Yeah. He said, here you are, this is the tiller, you hold that, and um, I'll do the sheets, and and then I'll show you how to steer, and where you've got to look at the wind, and you've got to learn how to how to uh, position the boat in the right place to get the best advantage and things like that, going about, turning around, tacking, learn, learning all these new words that, you know, were all um, new to me. Yeah. So... We were going along the coast, going out towards Weymouth, and there's old Harry Rocks. Now, they're two pinnacles of chalk, something like the oh, the um, the needles, if yep. you like, in yep. the Isle of Wight, people would know about. And um, he said, right, we're going to go between the old Harry Rocks. And I said, yeah, he said, you're going to take the boat through. And I said... Hang on a minute. That's that looks a bit dangerous to me. <laughs> I mean, it, there was about three meters between the two. Yeah, and they were kind of joined together. So you've you've got a very shallow. It's almost like a coral reef there, but it's chalk. Yeah. And as we approached it, he said, "Right, we've got the wind in the right direction. Let's go through here." And he said, "Oh, you'd have to pull up the centerboard." He said, "Because it's very shallow." <laughs> and it. Uh, Inches, there were inches, and of course I'm looking up at this these chalk pillars and looking at the sea and looking underneath, and I'm thinking I'm putting my life into my into my own hands here. You know. But it was it was a sensational experience, yeah. and and I felt incredibly confident after that stage because he knew by doing something, not just by going out on the lake type of feel, yeah. but doing things that were challenging, yeah. he knew that you had to either build self-confidence and be able to do it, or you you know, you wouldn't be able to become a sailor, yes. as it were. So we went back and, of course, lots of stories at the bar, uh, wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they had a couple of lasers there, and he encouraged me to just, he said, well, just go out into the harbour here, he said, and, and see how you go. And uh, it was fabulous, you know, leaning out over the edge, your bottom in the water, the yes. sail that talked, racing along. You feel as if you're in a racing car in a way because there's no sound other than the water and the wind. Yeah. And so... The experience was that by the end of the holiday that we were there, I was I became, in my opinion, a quite capable sailor. A friend of mine, Mike, 
who was working there, and we'd been long friends. We were on holiday at the same time. He took a boat out. I can do this, he said. And I can remember coming back in. John Herbert was watching us coming in, standing on the beach. I came in, turned around into the wind. The sail went limp, perfect. And and I was just stepped out. Mike came racing in, just went straight up the beach. <laughs> everyone, everyone sort of went, oh. <laughs> Run for your not, lives. Yes. You're not supposed to do that, Luke. Because <laughs> it's a stony kind of sandy beach. Yeah, it's beach. gravelly sandy beach, isn't so, it? Yeah. Uh, so that, that, was my, that was my entry into solo sailing, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. So then you bought... A boat, presumably. Then, then uh, the the following year, we bought uh, a GP fourteen, mm-hmm. general purpose fourteen foot. Oh, is that what it stands for? I yeah. never knew. Yes. There you go. Um, because um, my mind was directed towards wanting to go sailing. Yeah. And if you had your own boat, that's you know something within your grasp to do. Yeah. And you know not ex- not terribly expensive to buy. But we joined a um, local yachting club and, and went sailing on the big lake. Yes. You and I. Yep. And um, uh, it would be a case of trailing on the car, take it down, launch it. You and I would get all the things together and put our me- gear on. Do you remember that time? I, I don't think you remember this, but do you remember that time we were getting the trailer? No, we put, I think we were putting the boat back on the trailer. And that was in, um, what was that park called in the middle of Maidstone? Moat Park. Moat Park. So we're in Moat Park and you're putting the boat. And I don't know why I was underneath the boat, but I was underneath the boat. And you put the boat down and my head was on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the boat, oh, my head was between the boat and the trailer. <laughs> Dad, Dad, lift the boat up, lift the boat up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. <laughs> it must, thank goodness it was like, it was obviously like an egg. You know, when you pressure an egg the right way, okay. it doesn't break. Well, yeah. thankfully my head was pressured in the right, right way. <laughs> <laughs> so experiences like that, you just don't get if you don't go boating, right? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, we used to sail at Moat Park. Um. Then on then every year, of course, we went to Brownsea Island. Yeah, because it was a special sailing week, wasn't there? Well, the next year we went, we joined. Uh, before that, I guess um, I, we have. Well, I would have to introduce. The first year we went, we met Helen. Ah. Oh. And Helen was our waitress. Yeah. And her husband, her boyfriend at the time, Dave, was the assistant boatman. And oh, he was a porter then. Right at the start, he was a porter. Oh, that's Remember? right. He was a, yes, that's right. Yeah, he was doing the little tractor yes. with the suitcases in the back. Oh, you're right. That's Remember? Right. Yeah. The little cubota. Is it cubota? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they took you and Stephanie in, in hand on our first holiday. Yeah. Uh, because the, she was talking to us at our table every meal. We got to know each other pretty well. Everybody liked each other. So that the next year when we put in our they actually ballot, took us. They they said to us, "Can we take your kids out for the day?" Yeah, that's right. Which you couldn't do that today. I know. Unf- sadly, I know. sadly, um, and they took us over to the mainland and took us out for the day. And we had 
such a lovely time. And um, we've been friends ever, ever since. since, haven't we? Yeah. So uh, we still enjoy an incredible friendship with Helen and Dave. And, of course, they've had their kids since and blah, blah, blah. And, yes, and we, oh, we were bridesmaids at their wedding. That's and, it. Yeah. and then um, Hannah and Danny were bride, bridesmaid and page boy. And Danny's never going to forgive me for putting him in that little sailor page boy outfit, I don't think. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes. they, were, they were page boy and bridesmaid at our wedding. So what a lovely... You know, what a, a lovely a journey circle, that has been. Full circle several times. Yeah. But yeah. the essential part of it was that having got to know her and Dave so well, that she was working in the office when we put in our ballot. Ah. So that. <laughs> but you can we, get her into trouble here. <laughs> I, I guess we shouldn't have let some publicise this. But when our name came up, we were instantly entered into the... <laughs> Into, in, into the top of the ballot. That's right. <laughs> oh, that one. That, oh, yes. one, that one looks good. <laughs> <laughs> the Russells are coming again. You know. so, Those were the days when you could do that. They don't do that. Of course, it's. I think it's done electronically and all that sort of thing now. Oh, is it? So you yeah. can't do it anymore like that. But uh, those were the days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Thank uh, goodness Dave's retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they eventually, they got a, a, a cottage was awarded to them by the National Trust when they got married. Mm. And um, we used to... Well, that uh, cottage is, yeah, leased by John Lewis, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a John Lewis cottage that they had. Yeah. 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 From, yeah. Um, so, yes. And then the, then the following year, having been there for two years and found out about the sailing, we found out about the reg regatta. Yeah. The regatta was in August. It was a fixed week. And um, only those people who had boats or influence in the sailing group, if you like, because they had a club. John Rose had a sailing club. Um, and they also had four ocean-going yachts. They did down on Solent, didn't they? Yeah. Brilliant company to work for. Oh, if who, you, who wouldn't work for John Lewis? If you had enough people that wanted to set up a club or an organisation, they would they would consider it, finance it, and everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going off the beat here, but uh, I in 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 joining that club, one was given the opportunity to go sailing uh, in one of those ocean-going boats. And the way was it was done by uh, again by a ballot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you didn't you... have a connection in that office, though, did you? No, no. not really. <laughs> <laughs> but you put your name down, and all of a sudden, you get a week's notice and say you're you're you can go this weekend. Yeah. And me and Mum would get down on a Friday night and meet in a local pub in uh, Southampton, and uh, not knowing who we were going with. Yeah. Um, and how it was done, and then you'd you'd go down to the boat, and they always they always they had a uh, a guy that looked after and kitted the boat out. Yes. Um, the Chandler, I suppose you would call him. Yeah. Fully fully stocked with all the food for the. Uh, there would be six people, and the one of them would be a qualified skipper. Um, you'd go out on the Solent, and I can remember one. The first one we went on, Mum was feeling a bit queasy. I shoved an apple in the mouth. I said, suck on that. 
Or mum. <laughs> she was okay. <laughs> she suffered a lot in my uh, my interest in sailing. <laughs> she did. She couldn't get her. on a boat now. <laughs> no. Well, she only goes on my boat if it's got it. Yes. If it's a big motorboat, I'll That's go right. on it. If it's yeah. a sailing boat, I'm not there. No sailors. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we went out. We went out to the Isle of Wight, and uh, and we had we had a good weekend. But the weather was awful, and it was bucketing down with rain. Um, but nevertheless, it was an experience. It was good, and we went on several of these. Anyway, back to it was, the. It was interesting with the partnership. I always found because you you've just been thrown together with four other people that you've got no idea who they are, and yeah, so in very yeah. close quarters. Very and, close. They were only sort of uh, forty. 40 foot or so, yeah. they, those boats. Yeah. And um, what was interesting about the partnerships, same thing staying in Brownsea, was every there was a, a kind of a trust and a um, an understanding of all the people that work for the partnership. So, for example, in the castle, none of the bedroom doors were locked. Oh, Absolutely no. none of them. No, no. So everybody, um, in fact, what happened therefore was when we, there was a whole bunch of teenagers of us staying there, you'd go to bed one night and, and your bed would be short sheeted oh. and full of seaweed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because somebody come, somebody come into your room and was mucking around and, and, and causing you problems for going to bed that night. Um, so, yeah, there was a, a, a lovely trust and understanding of all the people that um, don't do that. <laughs> Dad's tapping on the. Dad's a drummer, so yeah. he can't help himself uh, tapping on the table. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. so um, so yeah, it was uh, mm. it was lovely that we had um, such a, a relationship with people you didn't really know. Oh, indeed. And yet, and yet yeah. there was this understanding and this relationship, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. And the was lovely. evening, the evening dances and silly games and things like that. Oh yes, remember the, those the discos? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the discos at, at Brown Seat. One yeah. of the one of the chefs usually ended up being the DJ, didn't That's they? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those were the days. Yeah, it yeah. was a, a kind of simple executive life, as it were. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was uh, harmonious. Yes. And everybody everybody had the same attitude, if you like. There was there were no disagreements with anybody, you know. And and the meals were dished up, and everyone was appreciative, of, you know. If you yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah. Found out about the getting back to the regatta. Um, that was a group of people that um, were drawn together and had races every day. Yes. So on the terrace there was the starting cannon and there was the the team. Mum become mum became one of the teams. She was doing the timekeeping or something because yeah. I couldn't get her out in another boat after. After the truckliner experience. Well, was it truck? Tr she tells me it was only a, a. I thought it was a truckliner. I thought it was a truckliner, but she tells me it was only a, a big motorboat oh, well, that no, you argued with on one day because you had right of way. That's right. <laughs> it could have been both, and I think could have been both. <laughs> <laughs> she yes, came back in that day and said, yeah. "I am never going out on that sailboat again right. with your father." Yes, <laughs> me shouting starboard at this boat. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got the right of way. <laughs> but we might be killed. <laughs> I 
I said, but it's all right, I'll give way. <laughs> At the last minute, just to freak her out completely. Yeah. I, I never got into another boot. <laughs> no, that's when I became your permanent crew. You had to be the crew. That's right. <laughs> so we would we would be we would be racing and we would be racing around the island. I just remember getting incredibly wet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was always up the front as the crew, and the waves, and the waves were crashing were over the front, and yes. I would be absolutely drenched yes. in this delightful-looking wetsuit, which made me, you know, absolutely oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so flattering, <laughs> not. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. So, yeah, so, uh, so it was great. Every day we would have races, and there would be stories, and there would be incidents, and there would be... Uh, I remember somebody was uh, struck on the head by the boom one day, oh. and we were. It was fortunately it was just in front of the castle out there. Yeah. When they were turning around a boy. Yeah. And they did the wrong attack. Yeah. Uh, and had a, an attack, if you like. Yeah. Um, and we had, we had to set up a rescue because fortunately the person had a life jacket on. Yeah. But was completely prone, laying in the water. Oh my goodness! But fortunately, face up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and when we we set out and and uh, and rescued him and brought him ashore. Yeah. But it just showed, even in those simple times, ordinary in, in an, ordinary in situation, an enclosed waterway too. Yeah, really, um, these things can happen. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. have the the security of um, of safety yeah. and, and wearing the right things yeah. could have gone very bad. Yeah, as that, as that brilliant um, campaign they did here in Australia um, was um, a, wearing a life jacket, never wear, never, what's on, wearing a life jacket, never ruined a day out. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a very good saying because yeah. um, uh, there are people lost because they've simply fallen off their boat. It's, it's often actually the, the, the stats are um, mainly men um, yep. above 40 because they think they're indestructible. Yep. Um, they go out on their tinny yep. and they fall out of their tinny and they can't get back in it. Yes. Yeah, that, indeed. Yeah, so yeah. if you've got a life jacket in, on, no problem. But, um, yeah, not good if you haven't. So please wear your life jackets, folks. Good lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> so, so... You and I were crewing in those uh, in those races, and that is look when normally a teenage girls don't spend a lot of times with their dad on, an, on a normal teenage daughter relationship, but that was time that you and I had together. Um, uh, yes, I was getting incredibly wet, but <laughs> <laughs> well, so was I. <laughs> I shielded most Not of so it. Much Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we wouldn't have had that if we hadn't got into that sailing and that racing and that that no, whole no. experience at Brown no, Sea. Be laying on the beach and, and arguing about who was going to go and get the ice creams or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so that was that was very special. Yeah, very yeah. special that yeah. time we used to have because we used to spend whole days together going taking the boat to the park or taking the boat, sailing at Brown Sea, yep. we would spend the whole day together sailing, yep. which yeah. was uh, which was su such a lovely thing. And do you remember the um, in the evening they'd all wear their cravats to the bar, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 It was terribly terrible, wasn't it? And um, 
and the, the special drinks we had at the bar. Remember Jungle Juice? Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 it was uh, black ribena and lemonade, wasn't yeah, it? And that it. was Jungle Juice. Yeah, for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it look like it was alcoholic or yeah. something, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> And the, there were some real characters there, weren't there? Do you remember the? Well, during um, the races, there were there were there were parents and there were teenagers, mm, as we were. Yes. And uh, if the parent wasn't sailing the boat, he'd be shouting out to his teenage son, "Pull the sheet in, Richard!" And he was the other side of the harbour. Yes. But he still shouted because <laughs> <laughs> he saw his son was being beaten. So. It was, <laughs> Trying any way he could influence him into thinking or do the right thing, you know. <laughs> because of course, when you pull the sheet in, you would normally go faster. Faster. So faster. that's why he would be saying, "Pull the sheet in, Richard." <laughs> we all remember that so yeah. well, don't we? We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to other places. I mean, we went to Raysbury, uh, uh, other things, um, in terms of you know our time together. Yeah. Um, um, and then um, I think I remember the occasion where we went out with John Herbert in his 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 yacht. He had a, a bigger yacht. That's and right. And he took us out to the Admiral's Cup. Yes. And uh, that day we were he was putting on near a boy. Yes. And we were watching the, all these wonderful yachts coming down. Yeah. Um, one of which was Marionette. Oh. And that was the boat owned by Chris Dunning, yeah. who was a, had a building company that did a couple of our supermarkets. Yes. And I got to know him very well. And he took him took me out on his marionette one Oh, day, wow. Which was a, an Admiral's Cup racing boat. I didn't know that. Ah, and uh, we, went, we were in the Solent. Yeah. And we were sailing past the boat show in Southampton. Wow. And I was on the tiller, well, the big wheel. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I was feeling very superior because we were <laughs> going past all these people wandering around these boats and I was on marionette going backwards and forwards, sort of showing off, you know. <laughs> so oh, I love that. It's sometimes you come across people that can help you consider or, you know, extend your your relationship in sailing. Yeah. And in that case, I moved on to... Much bigger things, yeah. And then uh, sailing, our our own uh, department set up a, a sailing team for the round the island yacht race. Okay. Um, on one of those four ocean-going yachts, all of them went out. Yeah. And joined the whole race, and we went round the island. I remember, you know, kind of sitting on the outside, like you watch these international boat races, and yeah. sitting on the outside and thinking, wow, this is, you know, the real thing, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I don't think we won any anything, but it was just the experience of being there and doing that sort of thing, you know. And that was quite a, a big event, sailing around the Isle of Wight. Yeah. You know, at ah, that time. Yeah. Well it still is. Yes. Yeah. It's um I mean the Isle of Wight is quite a quite a race. Oh yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So good yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 <gasps> Um, and then uh, I guess um, I'd exhausted my architectural experiences with Waitrose supermarkets. Yeah. 
And I left the partnership after having been there eight years. Yep. And um, um, started with another company, more locally. But, and we'd sold the GP14 because we didn't need uh, that. But I, I bought a bigger boat then. I bought a, a boat called an Alacrity. Oh, okay. It was a three-ton bilge keeler. I remember going to see her when you bought her. She was yeah. on. She was up on a hard stand, wasn't she? Well, no, she was in. Um, we put her. We were living um, North Kent. Yes. And we put her into a marina in in on the Medway, and it was a drying out marina. So when the tide went out, it sat in the. That's why I got a bilge keeler. So it was sat into the mud, and. Um, Bilge keelers two had two two keels two coming keels. down just to explain to everybody. Yeah. So it's it's two fins coming down. Yep. So that when the tide comes out, she sits upright, yeah. as opposed to if you've got a single keel, obviously she's going to lean badly. Right. That's right. So so that's what that means. Yeah. So, and the belly of the boat would sit on the mud as well. Mm. So, having learnt afterwards the benefit of hindsight, your your sailing is only a allowable when the tide's in and the period of time that the tide's up is when you can go in and out. Thames Estuary has a severe difference in tide height. So uh, our, our, if you had a weekend opportunity and the weather was good, the tide was right, we could take the boat out. And the funny thing was that people who were in the marina took their boats out, they went round to the Isle of Sheppey, anchored up for a Saturday night had their evening meal, morning breakfast, and sailed back and went into the marina. Yeah, <laughs> a bit like uh, Bob and Head in Refuge Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, we had your your um, grandmother Bolton staying with us for a while, mm. and um, uh, we were talking about the boat, and we said, "Oh, where would you like to go out in the boat?" Oh, yeah, that'll be something different, you know. So I said, "Well, uh, we've got." Uh, three or four hours. I said, let's go down there. And, and we got out into the water and um, out for a while. And I said, oh, we'd better start going back because the tide's on the ebb and we've got to get back onto the marina. Yep. So we came up into the marina and just as we were coming between the rows of boats, we came to a jarring halt. Oh, no, we went aground. <laughs> <laughs> so they said... You can come in between these times and that time, but it wasn't correct. Oh, no. <laughs> so I we we was we were in the middle of the avenue, if you like to call it. I don't know what the nautical term of a marina is in the the, the um the, that that is called the fairway. The fairway. Yes. There you go. Not like golf. But. Yes. So we're in the middle of the fairway. Um so I rapidly got the inflatable dinghy out, pumping it up like mad, because <laughs> I had to get our mum and your gran back on dry land. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have been there all night. You know? <laughs> so I rapidly pumped up the, 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 the inflatable, so we had enough water to get that in, yeah. got into that, rowed ashore. And, of course, then at the height of the pontoon was, was up here somewhere. <laughs> so there's me pushing your, pushing your nan by the bottom <laughs> up onto the top to get on the pontoon. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. the moments of boating. Uh, one of the things, one of the things you, you kind of remember, there are lots of occasions, but, you know, not some of the things that caused uh, hilarity, to, you know. I don't know if he was laughing. But, so. So I had to tie the boat up and then go down five o'clock in the morning when it was floating again oh, and get goodness. out and, and go and moor, you know. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So there's a learning there, folks. Um, uh if you're going to uh, berth your boat in a marina, find one where the tide doesn't affect it exactly. quite so much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's when you uh, you started uh, your uh, uni course down in Bournemouth. Yes. And uh, we would uh, travel down at the weekend now and again to come and see you. you yes. Know, because we missed you yes. so much. Yes, did you know, I. left home and I said, ah, why don't we take the boat? away from this muddy environment <laughs> and take it down to Pool Harbour. Yes, makes sense. And we'd be in an environment which was something that we knew about. Yep. And we loved being there. Yep. And uh, I had a friend, we were doing a job, we had a Range Rover. And I mentioned I needed to take, the, this boat was a trailer boat. Mm. So we had the trailer. He said, oh, I could do that for you, he said. So I said, right. He said, I've got to be there, I've got to be there and back before the end of the day. Yeah. So at five o'clock in the morning, he turns up at our place, we teach up the boat, and we get onto the motorway, which is very close. We were going along for about half an hour, and he was getting faster and faster. And I said, I think we ought to slow down a bit because the boat's swaying and <laughs> I, know, I know you're short of time. But I don't really want to get into a difficult situation. And all of a sudden, I saw this wheel go by. Oh, no! <laughs> Fortunately, it was a four-wheel trailer. But one of the wheels came off. And I, I assumed afterwards that it had been in and out of the water, you know, to launch it. Yes. And it must have gone rusty. And then we were doing this high-speed motorway. And there were, so we quickly pulled over. Unfortunately, it was, it was just leaning. But you can imagine the situation might have been Very going nasty. 70 miles an hour on the M2 motorway. You know? <gasps> Trailer maintenance, folks, just uh, reiterating that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to call the police because it was, and they said, you can't leave it there. I said, well, I can't. Anyway, <laughs> I said, I can't do anything in a moment. And it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Anyway, we managed to get a, a low loader and uh, we got there onto that and they took it down to pool, uh, which cost me quite a fair bit of money. I can so, another experience in, another sort experience of in non boating, you know, <laughs> but all these things accumulate, don't they? they you know, do. they extend your knowledge. <laughs> things, you know, I should have checked the trailer uh, yes. hubs or something. Yes, you know. yeah, you're supposed yeah. to, you know. Um, check all them you, and re-grease them and all those wonderful things it. you have to do yeah. trailers. All you have in mind is Pool Harbour. You yeah. know. <laughs> Get there as soon as we can. Exactly. Anyway, we had a we had quite a uh, we had a few weekends down there. I had it in a in a marina down there. Um and uh but it's the same thing. This is the weekend we're going to pool. Tides out, pouring with rain. Let's go on the boat. Well, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's not very, you know, not very comfortable. 
And I can remember one weekend we were down there and we were coming sailing back in from uh, the outside and there were all these fishing boats coming in at the same time because everybody came through the harbour when the tide was running in again, you yes. know. And it was, I was trying to sail this boat and there was all this, um, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, the... Uh, all the motorboats all yeah. churning up water. Yes. And we were all over the place, oh, you know. Mum saying to me, what are you doing? Why aren't, why aren't you <laughs> controlling the boat? What are we? I said, well, it's all these people coming past with these big motors and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, we were at the uh, the Royal Motor Yacht Club of Point Piper opening of the season event on the weekend. We were in a beautiful big Warren, oh, gorgeous boat. Um, but there was one of our customers from Bobbin Head who also has a lovely, big, beautiful boat moored in our marina, first at our marina. And um, he looked at all the boats around us and there were little sailing boats everywhere and there was ferries and there was, um, you know, there was chop, chop, chop all over the water and and um, this beautiful boat was cutting through it nicely. But but there was, you know, the, the poor guy who was on you know, had all these guests on the boat that he is be responsible for and he's and he's watching for all these different boats sort of going around him and all the sort of thing and yeah. and Brian who's from our marina turned in our marina turned around and said um look nice place to visit but um I think I'll keep my boat at Bobbin Head. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of concentration needed. Oh, my goodness. And it's certainly not relaxing. No, you know? no, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the environment is important. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't long soon after that we sold that boat because we were building a house for yes. us, yeah. one of uh, three that I did in England over our period of time. And, of course, that took up a lot of, lot of time. And money. And money, yeah. and uh, not much leisure time for um, going sailing. Yeah, um, yeah. But nevertheless, I still had that in my blood, as it were. Yeah. And uh, it came to the point where we, uh, our circumstances demanded that we uh, immigrate after you got married and came to Australia. So uh, we, we applied for our immigration and um, after nine months that came through joyously. But I brought with me a topper. Ah, oh, uh, the, topper. the topper. I remember the topper. It's called a topper because it's designed to sit on top of a car. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Having sailed lasers down at Brown Sea, the topper's a little bit smaller. It's like a, it's like a floating wide surfboard. With one sail, and it's almost like a almost a solid um, resin type yeah, yeah, hull, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, a very very yeah. shallow um, foot foot area. Yeah, um, but because it was like that, sit on the car, you could lift it up and, and put it up, and yeah. then we. I remember it being very heavy, though, Dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was red, wasn't it? Was it, it red? It was red. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I bought that from a company that made it down in Kent. Yes. And, uh, um, Great little boats for learning in because they were um, – because I remember learning how to sail myself in a topper because one of the ladies at Sailing Week had a topper, didn't she? Yes. And I remember yeah. her letting me have a go of that to do some solo sailing myself at Brownsea. Um, and, of course, the first thing you learn to do is to 
if she capsizes, bring her back up again. That's it. So um, in the shallow water, I was practicing, okay, she's tipped over, I'm jumping off the centerboard and I'm bringing her back up again. And um, and it was a it was a good boat for that. It was really solid and yeah. and easy for yeah. even somebody as a you know young teenager at the time. Uh, could you yeah. could pull her up quite easily, which That's was great. It. Yeah, yeah, ideal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So toppers have literally have a top hat on their sail. That's, That's how it. you can tell yes. it's a topper. Yeah. Yeah. We got an apartment in DY, and we had a garage at the on the lower level, uh, and I put some pulleys in onto the concrete. Uh, floor above, as it were, and put this topper on it so that we had a station wagon at the time. So at the weekend, you and mum would go off to the shops and I'd lower the boat onto the roof rack and go out to um, Palm Beach, yep. which was free in those days. Free in those days to park there. Park yes. the car, pull it off the top, sail around... Um, uh, pit water. Pit water. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. To my heart's content. Yes. Um, and then bring it back and then put it back on the car and take it home. And so that was quite a few weekends that we had the opportunity. So I still was sailing. Yes. Which was important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's lovely. So, Dad, I just want to say thank you for sailing in those young days so that oh. I could get into this wonderful world of boating that we're in. Um, it is some special time that we spent together that we probably wouldn't have done if, we, if we'd got into boating. Um, and so, so many incredible memories because of the, of course, the blue mind kicks in. So you, you remember those holidays strongly because they were on in and around the water. So... Um, and now look where I am doing boating and 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 funnily enough, uh, the beautiful timber yacht that we have now, fare thee well. Um, she was built in exactly the same year as Castello. Oh well, there you go. So yeah. life has done a circle, and um, it's uh, it's quite lovely that uh, you've introduced us to boating. Those memories of holidays on Brownsea will always be very very strong. But you've got to remember, too, mm. that you were still indulging me mm. on my 60th birthday. Yeah. We went out. We had a, a sailing for the day in uh, Newport. Yes. And um, when I first came out here, somebody had a boat that we took from South Sydney up to Newport, going past the heads. Mm. That was fabulous. Yeah. And the same year on Boxing Day, we were due to go to Newcastle. Yes. From Newport. Yes. And there was a, there were three of us. Oh, that big storm thing! You big, were, oh big, my goodness! There were three of us, and we saw the storm clouds rolling in like a big front. Yes. Um, uh, this was on a Saturday morning, and oh, look at that! Oh, come on, let's go. We're here now. You oh, know, no. Let's go. Off we went. Setting up the... It was He's about a, to teach you another lesson, folks. <laughs> it was... Uh, this thunderstorm started. It was lightning. It was rain. It was wind. It was lashing. There was waves coming over the front of the boat as if somebody was standing there with a big bucket. <laughs> 
and we were getting soaking wet and we were trying to make headway and this went on for hours and hours and we we had i don't know we hadn't got past um even halfway up the central coast yeah and i don't think it was even halfway up the central coast actually <laughs> and we 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 were not going nowhere and the wind was in was on the, our our front you know the the, the fork Four part, yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, let's get the engine going. Okay, right. And then we couldn't start the engine. Oh no, that didn't. <laughs> that didn't work. Another tip of the day. Another tip start of the, day. the engine just before you leave, just to make sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> so then we turn around and we said we'll just have to go back. So then we were running before this storm. Oh my! Enormous goodness. waves just. We're surfing along, which was quite oh. exhilarating in a way, but when the wind and rain is coming down on top of you, and uh, we got to a point we were running with the with the sail uh, mainsail out, goose winging. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, what. Uh, by the way, folks, that's when the wind is behind you. You've got the mainsail out one way, and the foresail out the other way. So you literally look like a goose with the wings out, and that's why we use that term. Indeed. Yeah. So. The skipper of the guy that owned our boat says we've got to get the mainsail down. The boat was wallowing so much, it was it was getting water in either side. Oh gosh! So there was me and this other guy up on the cabin trying to pull this mainsail down, ripping with wind, rain, thunderstorms, lightning, and I'm sitting up there thinking, why the hell am I here? <laughs> And I was, well, I was fearing for my life at that time. I can imagine. It, it was very, very risky. Yeah. 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 And you were, what, in your 60s then or late uh, 50s? No, 50s. Late uh, 50s. Uh, 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 middle 50s, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we got back into Newport and I said, take me to the nearest <laughs> place that I can get off. <laughs> I said, you can pack your own boat up. <laughs> I just want to get off. Uh, but yeah, I'd forgotten about that trip we did for your 60th. We'd went up to a lovely house up in um, Central Coast, didn't we? And yeah, we, we did. And we, we got a skipper and a lovely yacht and we all went out on that for we the day for your birthday Lion present. Island, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And then my 70th, yeah. we went up to the island, um, Hamilton Island. Yes. And we had a weekend on the boat. Yeah. There again yeah. at your you organized for my birthday. Yes. And we saw whales. Oh, we did. Do you remember that? was that? an amazing trip. Right by the side of us. Yeah. We yeah. went to that wonderful white beach. Whitehaven. Whitehaven. Whitehaven Beach. What a magical weekend that, that was. That was that was lovely. Yeah, yeah, we had like um I think it was three or four nights out on the boat, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And we had a skipper again. Um but um but yeah, that was a lovely trip. It was. Um, and we saw some amazing sights and did some snorkeling and yeah. it was great, wasn't yeah. it? I was yeah. on the I was on the uh, the big wheel for quite a while. Yeah, let you me, were. Let me be the captain. As they it did. Were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there were maybe what six or seven, eight people. Yeah, yeah. which were random strangers. Yeah, that had all all booked onto the same boat. Yeah. It was a lovely event. So yeah, again, they know, did your birthday cake and all that, didn't they? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose you're expecting something for your 80th. Oh, I've got to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the perfect opportunity now with your 
with your new yacht. My new toy, yes. My new old toy. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so. I know. She's a stunner. You're going to love her. So I, I think that's mm. a, a milestone that we can look for. I think so. But I guess yeah. milestones on this journey, that's yeah. what they, what it's been. Milestones in on the sea. If Amazing. you can envision some, something like a milestone on the sea, which sink normally, but... That's yeah, awesome. no, it's been a it's been a wonderful experience. It's been meeting lots of people, spending yeah. lots of time with my family, um, scaring our mum. And all participating, you know, yeah. you know yeah. in a wonderful environment. Yeah. But, yeah. Awesome. And and teaches her how to how to learn how to do things. Yeah, it's, it's life skills, isn't yeah. it? It's life skills that you wouldn't otherwise get. Yeah. And yeah. get out of situations that you get yourself into. Because being on the sea, you have no control. It's not like driving a car. You can't put the brake on. No, boats don't stop. You know, yeah. you can't get off and say, I've had enough of this. You've just got to go with it and, yeah. and, and learn how to be able to handle yourself and other people. That's a good point. You yeah. probably... I am a very good problem solver. I know you are too. Yeah. yeah. So maybe boaters are have a strong problem solving strength because of that. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that comes from my profession, knowing how to design things and build yeah. things, and, yeah. and then the process of managing people and transferred into crewing a boat, capting, and things like that. You're the captain. You're responsible. That's it. You know. Yes. There you go. Oh, so on that note, Mr. Responsible, (laughs) (laughs) with all those mistakes he made in the past, (laughs) we'll finish up. Oh, Dad, it's been lovely chatting with you. Oh, it's been a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, Share some wonderful memories. Yeah. Yeah. Long may they continue. Absolutely. Many boating years ahead of us. So thanks, folks. I hope you enjoyed that chat, a bit of an understanding of where my boating heritage has come from. Thanks very much for being here, Dad, and we'll see you on the water soon. Oh, indeed. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to know more about what I do and where I am, then you can follow me on Instagram at The Boat Princess. You can also sign up to my newsletter on my website, which is theboatprincess.com. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and hopefully we'll see you on the water soon.